Welcome to the Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast with your hosts, Mike Randall and Gus Kearns. When Gus and I first got out of college, saved some money up, and we decided to room together. Gus and I rooming together. Dr. Tony used to stop by as he was going to medical school. All three of us used to love watching college basketball, hanging out. It was a great time. Great time in life, folks. Right after college, it's a fantastic time. You know, you're young, you got money for the first time in your life, playing the stock market. I was buying some stocks. I have this pipe dream. This is going to turn into a self-sufficient venture. And we always love the week after Christmas heading into January because it's well known among stockbrokers as a Santa Claus rally week, meaning that there's so much buying and selling and trading. People are getting ready for the new year, trying to get their taxes in order, deciding what they're going to do. There's just a surge, a surge in the stock market. And usually the stock market does very, very well every year, the week after Christmas, right up until the first day of trading of the new year. So we used to joke, Qualcomm was big back then, Nokia, Apple, Yahoo, I had all these stocks. Of course, didn't keep them. That'd be a different story right now, but made some money here and there. And so Gus and I always laugh about the Santa Claus rally. So now that the holidays are over, Christmas, Hanukkah, all your kids have their presents, exchange gifts, maybe gone on vacation, it's really time to turn our attention to the college basketball regular season. And we have a good amount of information right now. We have information for about two months, I'd say, on how these teams are looking so far. Some are doing very well. Some are surprising. Your schools like your Arizona State, 12-0, and one of three unbeaten teams left in college basketball, doing very well. Texas A&M, not ranked nearly high enough in the preseason, 11-1. Virginia, not even ranked preseason, 11-1 with their stifling defense led by Coach Tony Bennett. Tennessee. Blasted onto the landscape, 9-2 and two out of the SEC. You know my thoughts on them. Gonzaga, 10-3. and three. Tough loss recently, but certainly they look like they're here to stay, and I wouldn't crown St. Mary's just yet in the West Coast Conference. And Florida State at 11-1. There's been some surprises. There's also been some disappointments so far, teams that haven't really produced where we thought they would. And that's who I'm going to focus my attention on today. Who are those teams that have disappointed so far this season? Underperformed expectations. But I believe we're going to have that Santa Claus rally, that once they come back to practice tomorrow morning, they're going to hit the ground running. They're going to look like a new team, and they're going to really benefit from the post-holiday, heading into the new year, Santa Claus rally. First team we're going to talk about for the Santa Claus rally comes from the Southwestern Athletic Conference, the SWAC. We love the SWAC. Remember Southern a couple of years ago giving Gonzaga all it can handle? In that one sixteen game, we know a 16 is going to be to one at some point. And that day, things got very, very frisky under 10 minutes ago in the second half. But I want to talk about Texas Southern. Texas Southern is coached by Mike Davis. Now, you know Mike Davis, right? Assistant at Alabama, assistant at Indiana, ascends to the Indiana head job after Bobby Knight is dismissed in 2000. Somehow in 2002, leads a 19-11 regular season Indiana team to the championship game, led by Jared Jeffries, where they lose to the Juan Dixon Maryland Terrapins. I give Mike Davis a lot of credit. Mike Davis always believes in having a strong non-conference schedule. Take a look at last year teams he faced. Went to UT Arlington to start the year. That's not easy. Played Arizona, Southern Illinois, Louisville, Cincinnati, LSU, TCU, and Baylor. That was last year. So what did Mike Davis do for an encore this year? The Texas Southern Tigers folks have played 13 games. They're 0-13. So you want a Santa Claus rally candidate? Look no further than the Texas Southern Tigers out of the swag. 
listen to their non-conference schedule, which, by the way, ranks first, number one among all schools in the country in difficulty. At Gonzaga, at Washington State, at Ohio State, at Syracuse, at Kansas, at Clemson, at Oakland, at Toledo, at Oregon, at Baylor, at Wyoming, at TCU, at BYU. Folks, they open the season in the SWAC with their first home game. Their first home game they've played the entire year on January 1st against Southern. Southern, by the way, who's one of the favorites as well, besides Texas Southern in the SWAC. Talk about battle-tested. I give Mike Davis a lot of credit. He goes out and plays everyone. You want to look at what Mike Davis's Texas Southern team has done here since he's taken over? They have four regular season championships, and they have three tournament championships. This past year, they lost last year's SWAC Player of the Year, Zach Lofton. He went to New Mexico State. You know what they're doing out there right now. And this is only the second time since Davis has been at Texas Southern that he's had at least one of his top two scores back. And this year, that would be Demontre Jefferson, who was a SWAC freshman of the year last year. Sad news, Demontre Jefferson's father passed away. He did not play in the last game at BYU. True road game, altitude. They lost by 21. Held a moment of silence for Demontre Jefferson. Certainly, our thoughts and prayers go out to him and his family. Before that game, he's had a fine season, folks. You heard that gauntlet of teams that Texas Southern has played. Demontre Jefferson, sophomore, five foot seven, 150 pounds, dripping wet. You know what he's done against that schedule? 23.4 points per game, two rebounds, 3.7 assists. Shooting 42% from the field, and oh, by the way, 42% from three-point range. And he's 80% from the foul line. I don't think it's complete hyperbole to say that Demontre Jefferson is one of the best players in the country because he's dropping 23 points per game against the hardest schedule so far this year when everybody on the other team is trying to simply stop him. Texas Southern, our first candidate for a major Santa Claus rally as they go into the SWAC, the most live 0-13 team you're ever going to see. Team number two for the Santa Claus rally. Let's go West. Remember the Arizona Wildcats, folks? People had them as the top two team in the country. People had them as a national championship contender early in the season. No Raleigh Alkins hurt his hand, thought about going pro, decided to come back, but he's going to be out to start the year. Wildcats start off with three straight wins over Northern Arizona, Maryland-Baltimore County, Cal State-Bakersfield. After that, they head down to Atlantis, where the worst news they had was they couldn't get home. NC State lost 90-84. SMU lost 66-60. Purdue blitzed 89-64. Remember that? The battle of two teams that had lost two in a row there? Then they came home, got a nice win over Long Beach State. Then they won a tough game at UNLV. Great battle between DeAndre Ayton and Brandon McCoy, two freshmen, seven-footers. What a battle that was. Gus, watch that game. What an incredible matchup. Then they played Texas A&M. Game in Arizona, not home, in Arizona. Beat them 67-64. That was significant because it was the last game they played without Rolly Alkins. And since then, they beat Alabama the first game he was back, 88-82. One at New Mexico, not easy, 89-73, nice 16-point win. Blitz North Dakota State by 30 and crush UConn 73-58. And all of this is pointing to the apocalyptic battle between Arizona and Arizona State on Saturday, December 30th. 9 o'clock, it's popcorn ready. Pac-12 Network, if you have it. That is going to be a game where undefeated Arizona State comes in and is going to look to make their mark. This is going to be their game where they're going to announce that they are the favorites in the Pac-12. You know what's going to happen, folks? Arizona is going to beat them, and they're going to beat them soundly. 
The Arizona Wildcats are primed and ready for a Santa Claus rally, and it's coming. And it's going to start on December 30th when they knock off one of the three unbeaten teams left, Arizona State. This is a team that has struggled to find an identity. Now, we talked about regression. This team is going to have positive regression. They're going to regress back to the mean. And the mean is that they're good. Sean Miller is an excellent coach. Alonzo Trier is an incredible player. Parker Jackson Cartwright, senior leader. Ristic is seven feet. Aiton is phenomenal. In fact, besides Trey Young, DeAndre Aiton is probably the player of the year right now, if you really had to pick. I think he's ahead of Bagley right now because Bagley's tailed off a little bit and we've seen a lot more bigger eight in games lately. And the key with Arizona is despite all this up and down, despite this roller coaster of a season so far, per Ken Palm, they still have the number five offense in the country. Now Hawkins is back and where he makes a huge difference is on the offensive and defensive glass. Aiton's great. Trier's not a huge rebounder and Ristic does not play up to his size. He's more of an outside guy, European big. So they need to get involved. They need to get dirty. And with a bench that's just really not ready yet to make major contributions, Alkins' absence was huge. Arizona is conservative on offense. They don't shoot a ton of threes. Only a little over 30% of their shot attempts have been three-pointers. That's not good at all. Not high. Ranks 288th in college basketball right now. They like to run, but they like to run and get to the glass. They're going to bring a strong defensive effort against Arizona State. Arizona State's wonderful. Love Trey Holder, Remy Martin, whole crew. Tremendous. But Arizona is going to regress to the mean, and they're going to regress in a big way starting with this game on December 30th. And then what's interesting after that is they can make a little bit of a run. They're going to have a tough back-to-back at Utah and Colorado. If they can navigate those games, and by the way, they've won seven in a row. Last loss was the Purdue game. They can navigate those games. They beat Arizona State at home. Then the at Utah, at Colorado trip, which Gus and I talked about, so tough, altitude, back-to-back there. They get through those. They got Oregon State at home. They got Oregon at home. They go to Cal. They go to Stanford. They got Colorado at home. They got Utah at home, at Washington State, at Washington, before the big matchup with UCLA. That gets us to February 8th, folks. It is not crazy. If they go on a run that I think is coming, if that Santa Claus rally really holds true, that they're going to have 18 wins in a row since the three losses in the Bahamas and they face UCLA. And listen to this end of year schedule. It's crazy. UCLA, USC, home, back to back. At Arizona State, that's going to be a war. Then at Oregon State, at Oregon, Stanford, and Cal. So this three-game run you have coming up for Arizona right now, Arizona State, Utah, Colorado, probably the next time they have a tough run is in February. So you want a Santa Claus rally candidate? They have talent. Trier's a 25-point-per-game guy when he's going right. Aiton is one and done for sure. He's a top-five pick lock right now. Could probably argue he's the first-team All-American. Sean Miller's a great coach. They got Alkins back healthy. They're refreshed. They're replenished. Arizona Wildcats, folks. They're hopping on Santa's back. Big Santa Claus rally coming for the Wildcats. Next team that's up for a big Santa Claus rally, the Rhode Island Rams. Rams had an interesting year so far. They were picked as the A-10 favorite, pretty much ahead of St. Bonaventure, and then a huge gap to the rest. Sort of a weak A-10 this year. You got Will Wade leaving to go to LSU. Have Archie Miller leaving Dayton to go to Indiana. And the key to their team is guards because they are not very big. They're starting four guards mostly every single night. So right off the bat, they beat UNC Asheville. Then they had a huge game at Nevada. Nevada, with all those tall, long, interchangeable defensive players, 
They go out there with their guards. They're playing great. E.C. Matthews fractures his wrist. Late in the game, they lose the 88-81. However, Danny Hurley's gotten this team together, and they've rallied. They beat Holy Cross, and then they won a huge game in the NIT tip-off classic against Seton Hall. So they beat a Big East foe in Seton Hall shorthanded without Matthews. Lost to Virginia, then beat Brown, beat Providence, lost to Alabama, down in Alabama, true road game. Then Matthews returned. So Matthews is at about four to six weeks, pretty much about six weeks. They beat Charleston. They beat Iona. Folks, pay attention because Rhode Island's about to take it up a notch here. They have Florida Gulf Coast coming in on Wednesday, a game I think they're going to win. EC Matthews is back. The role players have had a chance to really shine. Jared Terrell's been fantastic. Stanford Robinson's had some really good minutes. He's averaging double digits this year. Andre Barry, Jarvis Garrett, Garrett, you know I love him. And Cyril Angiovine, who, by the way, if you ever Google him, broke a backboard at 16. Talk about the importance of him. He went 13 and 10 two games ago as well. He's a guy who's got to get more minutes for them, has really got to play up front as they get into the bigger teams. But they press, they get up and down the floor, they like to run, they like to shoot three. Very aggressive team here. And their best all-around player, who is E.C. Matthews, Sometimes he's too unselfish, is back. This is a team that's going to take off. Look at the schedule. They're going to beat Florida Gulf Coast on Wednesday. Then they have George Mason at home, LaSalle at home. Then they're at George Washington, at St. Louis, all coming forward to a January 13th game at home against St. Bonaventure. They win that game, folks. They could be on a nice run in the A-10. This was a top 25 preseason team. This is a team that people thought was going to win the Atlantic 10. They suffered a real tough injury there with Matthews, but they came back with a huge win. Showed you a lot in beating Seton Hall in that game by one, shorthanded. Got killed up front. Delgado went 18 and 14. But outside of that, they neutralized everybody else. Jared Terrell was fantastic in that game. Four of six from three-point range, 10 of 10 from the free throw line, 32 points. Robinson had 15 of his own. This is a very dangerous team, folks. They're finally getting healthy. They're the favorite in the A-10. They can run off a couple wins. They're going to start Florida Gulf Coast on Wednesday. They're also receiving votes right now, but Rhode Island's going to get back in that top 25 very, very soon. Danny Hurley's got this team focused. They're doing a great job. This is a team that's primed for a big rally coming up. And the last team I'm going to mention that's due for a big rally, Gus talks about them all the time, but I have to mention them nonetheless, the Vermont Catamounts. The Vermont Catamounts last year went undefeated in the America East Conference and gave Purdue, after winning the conference tournament, gave Purdue all they can handle in the NCAA tournament, losing 80-70 to in a game that was much closer than that score. About four minutes left, they're down five. So this year, John Becker goes out and, and he schedules up in the non-conference. They open at Kentucky. Hello. Lost by four in Kentucky with all their 38 stars of recruits. Here comes little old Vermont. Almost won that game in Kentucky. They beat Bradley, Coastal Carolina, Northern Kentucky, Maine Fort, Kent. Then they won at Yale. Nice win with the Ivy. Won at Richmond. Never easy. Then they lost at Bucknell. Tough game. Then they play Marquette on the road. Howard has six threes. Trey Belhanes gets a concussion late in that game. He then sits out the subsequent game, Trey Belhanes, senior guard, and they lose to Northeastern. That doesn't count. Can't count that game, folks, when Vermont, who's not going to be as deep as some of these other teams, loses their starting senior point guard and a potential Marquis player of the year. Then they beat Siena. Then they lose a tough game against St. Bonaventure, 81-79. No shame there. We talked about St. Bonaventure the whole time here, how great they are in the A-10, how they're going to battle Rhode Island, go back and forth there. Then they beat Quinnipiac. The reason I'm bringing up Vermont, folks, 
is because they may not lose another game the entire season. It is possible that they win the next 19 games in a row, give themselves a 20-game winning streak as they head into the A-10 conference tournament. The last time that Vermont lost a game in conference was March 12th, 2016. That was the last game of the regular season at Stony Brook. This is a team that brings back four starters, led by last year conference freshman of the year, Anthony Lamb. 16.8 points per game, six rebounds, tremendous player. Does it all. 85% from the line, 48% from the field, 36% from three. Trey Bellhaines, one of the best point guards in the country, folks, that you may not have heard enough about. Gus talks about both of those guys, and he's right on the money. Ernie Duncan, Peyton Henson, four guys coming back for Vermont. Vermont is one of those small schools, and there's a ton of them this year. We've talked about them throughout the podcast. St. Bonaventure, Middle Tennessee State, Florida Gulf Coast, New Mexico State now, that can really win a game or two. They are second weekend potential teams, and Vermont's right there. John Becker has scheduled up to have them against these tough non-conference teams for that very reason. And now they enter the America East. So we got to talk about Vermont with the Santa Claus Rally because, folks, they could end up having won every game in conference for two consecutive seasons by the time this is over. So Vermont Catamounts, 8-5 and five right now, lost Trey Bell Haynes for one game, very dangerous, four starters returning, undefeated last year in conference, could very well do it again. Could have a 20-game winning streak by the time this regular season is all said and done. So there are your four teams. The four teams are going to benefit from this Santa Claus rally of college basketball that's going to mimic the stock market this next week and beyond. Texas Southern, the most dangerous 0-13 team in a long, long time. The Arizona Wildcats, three losses in a row. Team in disarray. Fans going after Sean Miller. Raleigh Alkins comes back. The Plinko pieces fall into place. And everything's off and running, starting with the December 30th game against Arizona State. The Rhode Island Rams, Danny Hurley, held it together without E.C. Matthews, best all-around player. Jared Terrell's really stepped up. Bunch of guards, but they rebound, they hustle, they press. He'll develop a big man or two. And the Rams are going to challenge St. Bonaventure for that A-10 title. And the Vermont Catamounts, coming off a perfect regular season last year, they're going to get things going at Harvard. And then after that... They go back to the America East and see if they can repeat that incredible performance from last year. Those are your four teams, folks. And remember, if you enjoy what you hear, Gus and I, give us a five-star review. iTunes, Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast. Please tweet us at SDS Podcast, myself at Randall Rant, Gus at CCurrents12. The RandallRant.com website has all the great information, the rankings, articles, my short corners up there, a bunch of great things for you to check out. So please... Listen, subscribe, rate us. We appreciate it very much. And if you want to email the show, we'll read it on the show. Any great questions you have as we turn the calendar to 2018 with a great college basketball season underway and a even more incredible second half and March Madness promise to come in the future. College basketball, Santa Claus rally. The stocks will be up. When you hear that bell on the stock market, think of four things. Think of Texas Southern, Arizona, Rhode Island, and Vermont. Santa's done, but the rally's just begun. Yeah.